Vanessa, welcome. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you here today. And I know we agreed you'd interview me and I said, let's do it over a cup of coffee with our feet up and not get too cerebral because that's <laughs> what mental health wellness is about. Make mistakes, crack jokes. So it's over to ladies and gentlemen, inspiring Vanessa. Let's give her a big hand. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm just very excited to obviously have this conversation with you. I feel like it's been such a long way. I know you guys had a big countdown to World Jenny's Day and it's finally here, World Mental Health Day. So um, yeah, it's just going to be really casual. Um, if anybody has any questions for Janetta also, leave them in the comments box um, and we'll be sure to go through them or any advice you need from either myself or Janetta also. Then please feel free, this is a safe space for you to open up about anything. So, um, my first question is, well, like a huge aspect of Old Jenny's Day is showcasing mental health through different art forms. That's what really drew me in to this whole project and this whole idea and that's why I'm an ambassador which is so amazing and I'm so grateful that I am one. Um, so why is it important to you um, and what is important to you the fact that we get to portray mental health through the arts? Oh it's a lovely question. The reason why it's so important is because I have noticed that when I work with theatre and the arts and the arts generally, it softens conversations. It takes any contentious topic and turns it around so that people respond differently to it and about it. And I really believe deep in my heart that when more and more people step into their creative genius, the more potential for new, powerful, heart-centered conversations will be presented itself. Because we've forgotten that our creativity is the, the seed of all that we are, because we are creatures of creation, we have been created as part of the great grand creator, grand creation creator, I call uh, it the grand orderly design, whatever, that, that, that creation side is a vital part of who we are and a lot of the time it's been taken out of the equation of who we are as we become very logical and factual. The moment we bring in creativity, it softens conversations and brings out amazing heart-centered conversations and solutions. I couldn't agree more, honestly. I couldn't agree more. I mean, something that I've like realized over my journey as well, and you kind of tell people, they ask you, like, how do I, I don't know, deal with what I'm going for, basically? And um, it's always like, oh, find somebody to speak to or find a way to write or write it down and let out your feelings. Um, but then you kind of have to think to yourself, what if these people don't have somebody to speak to? Or they don't feel comfortable speaking to someone or writing things down or writing their emotions down doesn't help them. Then what other ways can they basically release what's bothering them inside? And that is for basically just expression and obviously creativity, which I think is so special. And we see it, <clears throat> sorry, we see it so much nowadays where people put their thoughts and feelings into a song and that then relates to so many more people so it really is such um a powerful thing especially and i think more attention should be brought to that um as well so i know that the kenyan theatrical um production 
did a performance of Insight, um, which left an enormous impact on the youth and audience members. So what do you think about the production that made it so touching to so many? <gasps> Yes, now you can stay around all the time. Can I have you <laughs> Because this is where my passion sits, is in this production. And we, we will get it out there internationally, franchise. So what it is that's so important and, and, and I'm so passionate about is that when people start performing this production, you watch them shift. Even the performers start shifting. And uh, especially in Kenya, I don't know if you know this, Vanessa, but it, it, until recently, it was a punishable offense to try and commit suicide. You could go to prison. And, and you How think, does that that's work? archaic. You think, well, that's archaic and that's very third world. I have to tell you, it was a British law that the British, wow. and it used to be a law here in the UK as well. It got changed, but it didn't get changed in Kenya. I think Katani was telling me a few months ago it's been legislated for change and probably has changed by now. But when we put on this production, people were scared to talk about their mental health issues because there was a punishable offence for trying to, to um, act out suicide or carry out suicide and, and surviving. And, and also a lot of stigma in tribal side to it as well. So it's really, really difficult for the youth there to be able to safely express. And here was a medium that they could start expressing. We worked nine months with them, prophetically also nine months like this, well, Jenny's day, it just blows me. Um, so that was the first thing. But I think the big thing was I stood in that foyer after the performances to deliberately listen to conversations. The people were coming out of that theater into the foyer and they were having conversations about their mental health challenges to each other as though they were talking about the coffee date they had last week you know and you know remember when i was like that it was because and they're verbalizing it in front of everybody but the biggest biggest story was the family that came grown-up kids mum uh, actually stepmom uh, and dad and and grand their nan and they watched the whole production and they came up and they're all talking and into the car and it's still going and the chatter and the chatter and the jabber and suddenly this little voice from behind said can i say something and they went yes nan what is it she said now she's in her late 70s early 80s i have been secretly suicidal and depressed my whole life and until tonight and watching that production i don't feel safe enough to tell anybody and they all turned around and went Nan, what so that i mean just telling you that my heart wells up with with such appreciation as to what we can do with one theatrical production and it is going to go out there worldwide franchised and determined does that answer it i mean it answers it like more than you could answer any question <laughs> honestly um i feel like that kind of antidote specifically is just kind of leaves you in awe as well because it's like this elderly woman who's lived a whole lifetime pretty much and she's finally had the courage or i guess the encouragement to actually speak up about that and after 70 years that is 
so surreal especially when you think about it more and more it kind of just sinks in really deeply but I think that is also just obviously a prime example of how much the arts can help so many people so when not if when it does become a massive franchise I think it's going to be a global phenomenon I think it's going to completely just transform the way people view mental health especially and the way they view themselves and the way they view other people because I think especially what you say this kind of taboo about mental health specifically um, I think that's going to really break a barrier which I think is just incredible um, so my next question is diving into more of the process and behind the performance of Insight what do you think about the production company? Like, what do they do that made it feel so authentic and real? How do they kind of create this performance that everybody could relate to? Well, I think you can see it. You know, we've got that Why Jenny's Day piece that uh, we've been playing and replaying, and you can see it on, on, on the faces that they're really understanding the anguish of feeling overwhelmed and compromised as they're dancing and they're really getting the solutions as well because we, we deal with what it's like and then we deal with the solutions within the pr production. So the production comes with the solutions as well and you can see that transformation and I think for them that language was profound for them. I mean, I think... Yeah, I mean, for those who haven't obviously seen the performance, I think this should already be drawing you in enough to go and to go and watch it already. But just obviously having watched it and obviously, unfortunately not in real life and being there, but even having watched it on a screen is already impactful enough. Um, so if you haven't watched it, please go and make sure that you go do so afterwards. Okay. This is all finished because it's just astonishing. Well, we've got we've got snippets of it throughout today, so you're going to get oh, the amazing! And it's the first time. This is the first time we've shown this production publicly like this since it was on. It was invited to be uh, performed in Europe with a European oh, wow. cast, and it, it's been it's been put away uh, up until now. So today, these snippets you're seeing. Are, are exclusive before we relaunch this whole production and I hope pretty soon we've got to get funding but pretty soon watch this space oh right amazing so that's even better that means people can obviously visualize what we're talking about um at the same time as we're speaking about it as well um so many may not know that you yourself Janetta do have a background in theatre and I found this out when I had um this conversation with you when I became an ambassador um, so being someone who has obviously worked so closely in the industry, is there a certain stigma around mental health that you want to see abolished in terms of the way it is portrayed? Definitely, because people, and this this I, I've proved time and time again, and the production number that we're going to show you now, which I think we, we should play now, over to you, Rachel. Death is a vital part of the cycle of life. 
natural completion of being in one form into the birthing of being in new forms. At conception, the egg and the sperm die in their individual forms to unite and construct into a new combined version of themselves. Death and rebirth is a continuing, never-ending spiral, an infinite continuum of destruction and construction as our cells die and reform. We're constantly dying and rebirthing ourselves on physical, mental and emotional levels of our being. Within the joyful and beautiful experience of birth comes an equal amount of tension, stress and pain and they are the natural union for all creativity. Joy and pain are as one in the cycle of birth and death. distorted fear about death, that it's something that should be avoided at all costs, that there is a prescribed age or time to die, and only then is it permissible. And yet, death is the most certain thing in our life. It's the only thing that's guaranteed after we're conceived.
Wow. So I mean, I just love it. <laughs> I just love it so much. It's just brilliant. So, hope everybody else um, enjoyed watching that clip um, as well. And basically, what you were saying just before the clip was played is what is basically told in the um, snippet that we just got to see. Um, so, my next question is what do the arts mean to you? Everything. Everything. I, I, I mean, my second home was the Kenya National Theatre. My dad and mum were theatre critics on top of everything else. Mum was a performer on the West End before she met my dad. Um, and then when they moved to Cape Town, they started a review company and some pretty, pretty well, well, no, very well known actors started with my dad, the man who'd never been done any acting. Um, one became a, a hugely well-known DJ and, and the other was a film actor, all from my parents. And so we were in, in professional, semi-professional and amateur theatre. I grew up, I had a Russian ballet mistress who had fled Russia at the time of the Russian Revolution. She was related to the Romanovs and used to go on holiday with them. And uh, she was such a character. I mean, I had, I'm sure there are some people watching who are from my childhood and know about Madame Zekovich and she was such a character, bigger than life. So my whole life was theatre. We weren't in a show, we were helping in a show. So it means everything because I know that's where expression really expresses itself. It's deep in my heart. I love that. This is where expression expresses itself. I love that so much. Um, we can all definitely agree that sometimes, obviously, just leading on to what you've just said, um, that sometimes expressing and releasing emotion through the arts can be much more beneficial than actually having to verbalise the way we feel. So why do you think that is? Why do you think it's always more impactful to express rather than speak? Because when you're speaking, a lot of your logical brain is trying to take control and a lot of your emotions are trying to rise and we're trying to suppress the emotions. So there's a lot of try and there's a lot of judgment and a flow comes in when you're using the arts that just naturally softens that judgment and that fear. I love that so much. I mean, I'm just saying I love that so much because I really do. I mean, I just agree with everything you're saying, really, Janetta. Um, my next question is more about the future of World Jenny's Day. So where do you see World Jenny's Day in the next five years? What do you want people to be getting from this event and everything that's coming from it? Oh, wow. I see this, this whole Jenny's Day being bigger than Jenny and me. I see it becoming a household name globally so that these conversations can change everybody just by the fact that our content is all about theatre and the arts because that was where we see it. Mm -hmm. um, Kev Orkian alluded to it at the beginning of today saying he saw galas, big galas, big, big galas with, with some pretty influential names so that we can use theatre and the arts, start those new conversations globally. Everybody knows World Jenny's Day and what it's creating. And there's no looking back because that plan, will, we're, we're, we're sitting down and we're doing a 100-year plan 
after this World Genius Work Day with, with me or my son, who's with Moira. Um, we're sitting down and doing that. So I can't wait to see where this is taking it. And, I, I, and then I want to hand eventually, I'm not ready yet, but I want to eventually hand over the baton to the next generation, you, Vanessa, the, the, the insight baton, the world Jenny's baton, and the epiphany process baton, and then I will go out as the mouthpiece speaking internationally. Wow. I mean, I think it's just the perfect way to do it, isn't it? I think that world Jenny's day, it's going to forever live on, which I think is just extraordinary. And it's always going to be a legacy. And it's Everyone's always going to know that, oh, the 10th of October, that is World Jenny's Day, that is World Mental Health Day. If there's any day that I want to open up something, today is the perfect day to do it. So um, I can't wait. Who says it needs to happen in the next five years? It could happen anytime soon. So can't wait till more people are going to hear about it. And, you know, when you're going to get that call, it's going to be like, we would love to have insight on Broadway or on the West End or whatever that conversation or that opportunity is going to arise. I have you know? to tell you, it almost made Alvinelli in New York. It almost did. And then I had to, to wait for funding. But uh, my year of living in New York, my ballet teacher there teaches at Alvinelli. And the moment she heard what we were doing, she's saying, we've got to get it there. And it was this close to going to be performed in New York, but watch this space. Definitely, watch this space. Um, my final question is, what would your advice be to someone who is trying to find or refine purpose in their lives? Well, for me, um, I always say there are two types of clients I have. The one that is comfortable being uncomfortable. Now, in, in, in motivational terms, that means that you're relaxed and you're not uncomfortable and things are going okay. But for me, it means the opposite. When you're in extreme pain, emotional and mental pain, and you know that you're hating it, but there's something happening that's serving you in that. And it keeps you in the pain loop because you're comfortable being uncomfortable because there's something happening that you're more attached to keeping than getting rid of the pain. So um, an example, here's a very good example. Um, me losing Jen, suddenly this community comes forward and uh, you know they filled our, our fridge uh, for two, three weeks. It was groaning with food. People were there supporting, loving, uh, sympathy a lot of it more than empathy uh, and now suddenly I mattered because I'd lost my mother of Jenny's label so for some people they don't want to lose that they don't want to lose that so they stay in their loss to keep people around them and so they're comfortable in their uncomfortableness even though it's darn painful so for anybody who is ready to move on and live an inspired life and how to deal with challenges in a way that they become your ally and your greatest way forward. When you're at that point that I was, I explained earlier, where I crossed the road and I knew I couldn't take another minute of being the way I was. 
So that's when you're uncomfortable being uncomfortable. And there's no way you can go on like that. Then you're ready to do what my 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 clients would say, Janetta and her mental push-ups and emotional sit-ups. You're ready for daily gym. And it's a skill and a practice. When you're ready for that, there's no looking back. Wow, that is just um, an amazing piece of advice. I hope everybody, you know, really takes it in, lets that sink in as well. And I've never heard of that statement before, somebody being comfortable in their uncomfortableness, because we always kind of have that phrase where it's like, oh, you need to get out of your comfort zone, but what if they are really out of that, but somehow they're comfortable outside of the comfort zone, which is something that we don't really ever think about, which is um, really really odd as well so thank you for bringing that up as well because that's also kind of opened my own perspective of things um also but if there's anything else that you'd like to mention Janetta then please go ahead and take the floor otherwise that is pretty much all of my questions for today but you've answered them amazingly and I'm just so grateful to be part of this I know that Jenny herself would be so proud um and this is just amazing I mean there's not really much as I can say Amazing is an understatement, really. Well, Vanessa, your presence in all of this has amped that understanding up because you have the capacity to make a difference to so many young people with us having these conversations. So I thank you and I honour you as well. And I really appreciate you being our ambassador. Um, I knew I knew when I asked you that this was this was going to be a way forward that would make a huge impact for so many so thank you thank you so much i hope you enjoy the rest of our jenny's day yes um and yeah thank you for having me no and i hope you enjoyed the coffee you didn't have but i really wanted to be able <laughs> it was to it was imaginary you know i had coffee this morning so um it was there in spirit afterwards you know <laughs> Love you lot. Speak to you soon. And I'm sorry about all the muddles. I was really no, no worries. <laughs> this morning, you should have seen me. Poor Andy was trying to talk to me. Okay, cut talk. Go away. <laughs> so, all right. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye.